All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have... Well, first of all, welcome back, Mr. Weber. Mr. Kendrick. I, I don't know if people are ready for this episode. I don't know either. Uh, this, this, was, this was quite the episode. I think this episode is everything and more, and somehow we all got it in, uh, into one convo, which uh, was pretty crazy. Uh, we go literally everywhere with this. I guess you guys know by now we're a big fan of tangents, and uh, these are some good tangents that we got in this episode for you. And today we took that to the extreme. To the extreme. No doubt. Our guest today needs absolutely zero introduction, and we don't want to leave you waiting any longer. So let's get to our combo with the Demi Burnett. Guys, we have with us the Demi Goddess. Demi, what's up? Hey, uh, what up, Chica? That is what you texted me the other day, D. <laughs> what up, Chica? Que pasa? I said, this man is trying so hard to prove he is not a white man to me because I am like slaying <laughs> white men on the internet every day. He said, what up, Chica? Did it, did it work? Did it work? Where do we stand yeah, with that? it made me laugh. Yeah, no, and also to like talking to you on my podcast, I'm like, Peter is not just another white man. Hey, you know what? That means a lot. I appreciate that coming from you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because God knows I'm out here seriously brutalizing them on the internet. <laughs> That is a huge compliment. Um, hey, it is good to see your face. Thank you for coming on with us. We had the joy of going on uh, the Demi God- Goddess podcast. That, that was, was fun. A blast. That was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I had fun too. I really enjoyed our conversation. I was excited to talk to you guys again. You know, it's always fun whenever it doesn't feel like work. I know. Yes. This is true. It's always like a high that we get after a podcast session. It's like yeah. just great conversation, just makes you feel good. And we just talk to each other after we're like, I think we got something. I think we That's got so thing. true. It is like a high. I like to do TikTok content for the podcast right after because I'm like so excited and hyped about it. It's like I can't possibly feel embarrassed about anything I'm doing because I'm like, I just rocked that, that conversation. Like, you know, you just feel great with like validation from talking to other people. Absolutely. That's the time to do it. Well, while you're on that subject, tell us about you just started a new podcast. Tell us how it's going. Tell us what you're going to be talking about. Tell us. Give it, give it all to us. My podcast is kind of like the Demi show. It's really fun. I am talking about things that I want to talk about and also making sure that I, I want to talk about, you know, the, I don't get disconnected from where I came from, you know, like I still talk about like the pop culture because that stuff is so fun to me. So it's like a perfect balance of my actual interests in life, like the pop culture aspect and also like the being a better human, understanding like the psychology behind everything and aware, self-awareness, you know, uh, justice, social justice aspect of it too. I get to, I get to have both. They get to be my show. So I have so much fun with it and I work really hard on it. And it's something that I'm proud of being able to do every week. Whereas, you know, in the past I've done a lot of things, which might've got me a lot of success but I wasn't like proud, proud of the quality or like what I did. Whereas with the podcast, I'm like, holy shit, I'm so proud of this because I know what I'm talking about and it is uh, important to me. Yeah, you have a voice. You're being heard. You're representing for many others like yourself. And I could definitely see you having your own talk show one day. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah, see- I, I was going to say, you obviously, you kill it with your podcast. But you you just, you have a, a light, a gift about you that I think it just attracts so many people. And, and obviously, you're such an interesting person. I think beyond podcasts, like we, you got to have your own TV show or something oh one day. I, I, I could see it. Right? Wait a minute. Let's, let's manifest this. 
Oh my gosh, we're ma- yes. We're, we're putting it out there. Guys, thank you. That I was not expecting to hear that. That's so nice. That, <laughs> no, like, of course. Again, that's like validation. Like just that like makes me feel a high. Like I feel the dopamine coming out right now. That's <laughs> we got so some nice dopamine shots going. Yeah, <laughs> no, no bullshit. I can see it though. 100%. I can see you having your own talk show one day. Thank you. It's good to hear. Thank you. With with your with your podcast, would you consider yourself at all? Are you are you like ABC affiliated? Are you connected to the show? Or I don't know if you're like kind of familiar Game of Roses. You know what that is? The Game of Roses. I completely am confused because I thought <laughs> Game of Roses was the one that made all the funny edits. I thought they were making the funny weird edits. They do. They they do. That yeah. is funny. I I was confused too at first when we first kind of we 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 did a, a couple collaborations with them and um that was my first intro to them or my like memory. I was like these you guys make like they're almost like the, the funny demon. weird memes. Yeah, with like the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. so like the blown up they head made and funny. Yes, they made funny ones of me. I like yeah. them. I, I've kind of like noticed that there's like almost like two different, not that every batch or any of our podcasts, all of them fall into this category, but you're either kind of like ABC affiliated and you're like very kind of run by them and um, they have like oh, a lot of say. No. no, they won't. They won't let anyone go on my podcast anymore. You either. <laughs> really? <laughs> you either? No. Welcome to the club. They won't, they won't to let the anyone go on y'all's either. They won't so, let anybody but, but come But why? On. Why? Is it because they told you that they were going to get you a podcast and then they never did? Shut up. Did they? They told you that too. Okay. No, they so, told you that. That's okay. They've been telling me that for like two years. And I so said, no. guys, I'm done waiting. What the fuck? Wow. You know, they, they actually did that. My mom was going to do uh, a podcast and she was excited about it. She was going to do a podcast with them and they just kept delaying it, pushing it down the line, pushing it down the line. And I think I remember hearing it from Mike once that he was like, yo, whatever happened with the, with the podcast? Because he had heard it, you know, being in all, in all that too. I was like, yeah, I just, they kind of dropped it in and, and, and moved on. And it's, it's annoying. That's, that's kind of the reason that I asked. sick. That is sick because, yeah. And you know what they do? They kind of like almost threaten you. Like if you do decide to get your own podcast, you're not going to have this great opportunity that we've been holding, saving for you. They have a great way of making you feel so special. And oh, then so, so I'm like, wow, you guys have been playing me because I am not making any money. <laughs> like I could be, you know, doing right. something that's my own. I have control of. I love doing. And also that's my career. I could be making money off of it. But you guys want me again exploiting us, using us, l- making millions off of us as contestants. Yep. Millions. That no. is fucking nuts how much and money I have made, ABC. Like, I, everyone but, knows Demi. Everyone knows Pilot fucking Pete. Dustin, I'm sorry you didn't get as much airtime. <laughs> no, I, you know, hey, listen, you're not truth, wrong. You're not tr- wrong. Tr- no, I didn't, truth, I, I didn't expect I was gonna get angry right here. I didn't know this conversation <laughs> was gonna happen, but the fact that they played us both at that makes me sick. All of us, every single one of us, they profited off of us. I remember, which is like, I was fine with with the with the opportunities I'm given, but I'm not fine with it if you're deceiving me, manipulating me, exploiting me, lying Preach. to me, like all of these things. Sure. Preach. I remember one time. I'll never forget. We were we were at the uh, New Year's Eve. Um, it was New Year's Eve right before right before my season was about to air, and we were doing. It was awesome. It was they they hooked it up. We got to go to the ball drop in New York City. But we're at this ABC party, and it's like this whole golden party like it's just it's the most extravagant thing you've ever imagined and i can't remember the name of the guy but it was this guy from uh disney who obviously is you know they run abc or whatnot and i remember he made this comment to me and i like in the moment just like giggle as like, <laughs> i didn't i didn't know what to say to it but he he goes to me he's like peter i gotta tell you you're about to make us so much fucking money 
And I was just like, cool. <laughs> like, I guess that's like a compliment. But then everything that kind of transpired down the line, it's like, wow, like that kind of greed that kind of comes and like oh my God, how, they, how they treat people after kind of rubs you the wrong way. A little it bit. does rub me the wrong 100%. way. Because I, I think about it too, about the leads. Uh, me and Dustin can't relate to this because we don't know what it's like to be the lead. I can kind of relate a little bit just because I know what it's like to be uh, kind of favored or like you get more attention than everyone else. But yeah. the lead, I, I talk to like my close personal friends and I specifically talk about like you and Clayton. And I'm like, they like took these guys who like literally were so naive and they like, they didn't know better. And they like manipulated and controlled them and tortured them the whole time. <laughs> they literally were torturing them. And like, they didn't have like, I mean, I can't even imagine the type of like psycho psychological manipulation that goes down. And it's like, then the whole world is like crazy criticizing them. And I'm like, oh my God, no, these, these people are in survival mode. Actually, they're all in fight or flight mode the whole time. Like they don't have decision-making skills. They don't, they have a serious lack of information that the mm -hmm. audience has. And they had none of that information during it. Like the right, whole right. thing is so, so toxic and traumatizing. It would We're on the same page. We are on the same page here. Make people very suicidal. It, very, very like toxic, toxic in that sense. Like, especially with the, what the audience does to the fans too. I true. mean, to the contestants. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it anymore for someone becoming a lead um, on the show. Unless, I mean, if you're favored, but who knows if you're going to be favored? Who knows? Yeah, that's what we talked I about. Too. I, I don't, it's like, I don't get why it's, it seems like for the most part, a lot of leads, they get a lot of like more backlash or, or, or more have to go through more shit than you would think. You would think that they would have, have their back. A little or, or if they had, if they truly had your back, what they would do is during the process, they would say, Hey Pete, you're being a piece of shit. You're going to look bad here. This mm -hmm. is why what your behavior is, is this is how it's wrong. This is what, you know, you're not seeing. This is the other side. Do you understand? And then right. be like, truly like help you to where your relationship would grow to be healthy and not built on miscommunications. Like, <laughs> yeah. crazy. like they don't care about you at all. We yeah. are just at their expense. It's like, literally look out for me then like criticize me. Like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. I want right. to learn. Like, they don't give you that opportunity. They just gas you up in the way that you're thinking. So you're thinking wrong, but you don't know that you're wrong yet because all they're doing is gassing you up, telling you, yeah, you're right, you're right. Man, you uh, you, you, are, you came Demi, to preach some truth here. Demi is speaking straight facts. I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I know this was going to happen. This is coming out of me like a volcano of lava. <laughs> hey, let it all out. Let it all out. It's funny that I didn't realize that we were so similar in regards and, and then having guests. We've I don't know if, you, if you've tried to get any recap episodes or anything like early to try to, you know, have an episode come out closer on time right after um, an episode airs. But, man, I, oh, I, yeah. I just, I've tried. it's so annoying. I tried to I didn't even have a podcast. Like I just tried because I was like, hey, I'll like tweet live, like I'll have like live tweets with you guys so that we we can mutually benefit. Like yeah. I can get like likes on my tweets and shit. And you yep. guys will get people. I already have a lot of Twitter followers that will be looking at me talking about the it's show. It's mutual benefits for they sure. They laughed, they laughed in my face as if they didn't need me to do that. Like <laughs> we don't I was like I was just offering something. Like, I was just offering. Why would you make me feel so stupid for that? But you know what? Shame on them, man. It's better for you now to have your own podcast because I know some people that do work for ABC that have a podcast. They're capped. They have a, a little bit of a salary, and that is it. You are in charge of your own growth of your podcast. and I can't imagine what limitations they put on them. Oh, they have limitations. And like you have- A lot. 
You, I feel like that's coming out now too. I've heard a lot, just seeing it through the grapevine, people kind of noticing that the like these podcasts that are so protected. He's like, I use like the term from Game of Roses, like players. If you, I don't know. If you oh yeah, sorry. Back to Game of Roses. What is it exactly? It's a podcast that I I um talk. I did. She's all bat. So I've been hearing more about Game of Roses, but I have not dove into uh, any. I haven't listened for myself. I've just kind of been piecing it together. You need to go on there. You yeah. would be great. Oh, you, you for sure. It would click for you. You would understand it. Like you were like, you would be like, this is a game. The whole process, yeah, they look at it almost as like a sports game. And so like they are, they call, you know, we're all players in this game, in the show. And it's it's crazy like the similarities that they can combine, you know, compare the show and actual like sporting events too. And uh, but they have a whole breakdown of the stuff that goes on the show and they see it, they kind of see through the bullshit and the manipulation. And, um, they do a really good job of, I guess, kind of exposing that, exposing that truth. Uh, but it's again, way, 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 way darker than we're even getting. Like it's well, yeah, way, yeah. way uglier than we're even going because I choose to live in this ignorant place of, I'm not going to actually think about what these people think of me. These people have footage of us having sex. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yo, is that, bring- so yeah, <laughs> I was going to bring that up. Fuck! So, so I was told by some friends, you go in this room and there's a camera and it sees everything. Is that, tr- is that true? And like the, the boom, boom room? Yes. See, yeah, I, that is, that's messed up. I didn't realize that because I've, I've never done paradise, but fantasy suites and everything, that's not the case. Here's you actually do get privacy. Whenever I was with Christian in paradise, I did not want to have sex. I didn't have sex in the boom, boom room. I did not want to because that was way too gross to me. It was disgusting I, I, to me. To be it's so that. odd that they, that they're allowed to put cameras with, up. With Kenny, I said, <laughs> let's put on a show. Like, you know, I was like, I want to see the footage. Air it, air it, you know? So it was, it was just like kind of fun and chaotic and like impulsive. Like it was definitely me, like just toxic, like mental illness, you know, being drunk as fuck. And yo, I would that. love to be a fly on the wall watching the editor who has access to all that. Obviously, they're never going to be able to air it, but the editor watching all that, because they have to watch every second of footage. And I have, I've heard they had to like, they have they have a, um, what, what the word is for a scripter. They have to literally type out every piece of dialogue that's ever said on the show. So someone's going to piece through every piece of Was footage. Was there some dirty talk in That'd there? That'd be so Maybe. funny to literally see Slap that my, manuscript so of you. <laughs> oh, you're so big. <laughs> I, I, I just, no, this is my, my favorite part. How do you even spell that out? I don't know how they'd spell that out, but it's somewhere, some way in the dark vault of ABC, that manuscript exists. That footage exists. It'll never be released. A compilation of all the man, all the men finishing. Oh God! (laughs) (laughs) You know how the you know how high that would rate on Pornhub, Pornhub probably. Bachelor in Paradise. Having sex, I love. I love the finishing. So it's like <laughs> all a compilation of all the people in Bachelor history finishing. I, I would have to tune in. <laughs> I, that would get a lot of rate if they need a, if they want to boost the ratings. I think they gotta if they need to pay yeah. the bills. They could easily do that. <laughs> That's hilarious! Wow! Oh man! <laughs> I love I love that turn that we took. <laughs> where are we? Yeah. So where are we in this? Oh. <laughs> How did we oh. get here? Hey, yes, Dem- I did not expect me to like literally pop off like that. Like I'm so mad, but you know what? The fact that it's because that validation, that was all I needed for every connection in my head to say, ding, 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 ding. You're right about all of these theories you had that could be going on because they're telling pilot Pete the same shit they're telling. Jenny. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that, uh, 
that you that you'd been we've been literally rejected every single guest we've wanted. It's, it's been a no, no, no. We've had one guest that's been able to make it on. Uh, Andrew he was able to make it on. Boom, he, he, oh, he got, got in trouble, trouble for it. Trouble uh, oh, Tammy so. got Tammy came on mine and she got in trouble. Ta- yeah, she came on our actually. Yeah, she sent she had something too. It's insane, but you know what? It kind of makes you want to like just for sure not stop and like keep going. You know, like if if, well, if it's affecting it, it, it's them, it's like guys, guys, what the fuck? Like, are you guys really gonna? What what am I gonna do on my podcast with your guests? And just I'm just talking about the show. Why are you trying to be so rude about it? Who's being petty? I know exactly who it is being petty, and it's like, why are we? Ha- why why do you want to start a war right now with us? Is it worth it? No, we just literally want to have success as well. Yeah, that's exactly what Tammy said. It, it's true. It's like what for whatever reason the show doesn't like wants to limit. And if you're like not like. Um, uh, I don't know if you want to call it producer pet or, or whatever it is. They, they want to limit how much success you can have from the show. They'll always throw it in your face that you will you would never have been here without us. And, and very true. But they also need us to have a show. And and the stuff yeah. we go through too. I tell like the time we took, took off, the money we had to save and spend just on rent and utilities while we were gone. I also, I am real bitter about this. I was supposed to go on Paradise right after our season. Yeah, I remember that. And they kept on... Oh yeah, you're gonna go next week. You're gonna go next week. I took off of work. I didn't. I don't. I didn't have that much money at this time, and I'm just my little bit of change I'm saving. And they just kept on. They kept on. They said, "Uh, I don't think we're gonna be able to get you on now." I'm like, "What the fuck? It was a whole month. Dude. I had to miss out on work." Like, I get. I get. It's a business, mm-hmm. but at some point, you have to like. There's zero consideration for anybody's time. Ever. Yeah. Zero. Zero. It's just, it's hard to look past. I cannot believe that they had, they've done that to like uh, some of my friends too, where they have you thinking you're going to paradise. So you're planning on it. And it's like for months, you're planning on it. And then the week before, just yank it out from under you and just, mm -mm. and you don't get any say no, nothing. You don't even get to be mad. It happened to my friend Tracy. She was the cougar, like the girl I fought with on my season. She was supposed to go to paradise. (laughs) They told her she was going to paradise. We were so excited. Me, I was like, I can't wait for you to be like, we're gonna actually get to have fun together this time because like now we're super good friends. Blah blah, all the stuff. Last minute, nope, no Tracy in paradise. And it's like Tracy was so excited too because like Tracy had had the very first canceling of anyone in our season. And yes, like yeah. she, so she, we all saw, and we all were like, oh my God, this is what it's like. Like we all were then on terrified of it. And surely we all had our moments after that, but she was the first one. So yeah. this was her time to finally have like show, show, like I am not that person. Like those, yeah, those tweets were like from 10 years ago, like no excuses, but I do not mean any of those things anymore. I do not stand by that, you know? And she got, she would actually have a chance too, where it's not some stupid drama with me involved. Like, you know, that's her, not her story. That's not right. fair to her. That, and that, I feel like shit. I'm like, I don't want – that's people's story that they had problems with me. I mean, yeah. that's – No, I hear you. Fucked up. Like, I, I feel so responsible for that. And I'm like, oh, my God. I can't – I want to change that for these people. Like, that's so fucked up. I didn't know in the moment. In the moment, dude, I was in survival mode too. But, like, yeah. looking back on it, it's like, oh, my God. Like, I see where my – where they – since Demi – the Demi show, the entertaining Demi show – got favored at someone's expense and that became their story of like yeah, just sad. one of my fucking one of my victims essentially my yeah. my character's victims and i am being manipulated the entire fucking time they're manipulating me with alcohol they're manipulating me with just their words like just confusing me like i don't even know what's going on i'm naive i'm literally mm-hmm. assuming that they want the best for me because i want the best for them yeah, yeah. no i wish and then 
And and now I'm traumatizing people and no one's telling me that. Yeah. That's like no one's telling you, Pilot P, that you're traumatizing people. Dustin, you had never got the opportunity. <laughs> they couldn't even let you get to the beach. <laughs> no, we don't that even part... know what you would do with that kind <laughs> of power. Here's the thing. I don't know. Like, I didn't think that I was that big of a deal in paradise. Like, I didn't think that it really mattered if I was there or not. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think I felt that way the first time I went. I think the first time I went, I felt like that was my, it was my place to be because like I was like whole country was like, or, you know, whole bachelor nation fandom, just like Demi paradise made for paradise. But this time around, I was like, I, first of all, I didn't know one person there except for Tammy. It was crazy. Really? I did not know that. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know a single guy there. Like, uh, except for Brendan. That was the only one I knew because that was, I said, uh, all I want is Brendan. I want to talk to Brendan. I know him. He's hot. I, I, eyes on him. I had no idea who anyone was. Like I grabbed Connor first because they told me grab Connor. So I literally said Connor and waited for who acknowledged the name because I had no <laughs> idea who that was. <laughs> That's funny. And then so so they tell me to go grab Connor, right? Well, then they as the, I'm doing that, they're, they pull Marissa for an interview. How do you feel about Demi grabbing Connor? And I'm like, y'all just told me to go grab him. I don't want. I don't even know this man. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know. No, you're good friends creating, with Marissa, right? Yeah, but it's like then they're creating an enemy out of me, like to multiple people, setting me up who at my expense. Which is like, nobody gives a fuck if it's at my expense because they're like, oh, Demi, she doesn't care. She's like a and a little asshole. She's tough. She'll handle it. She doesn't. You know, no one ever felt sorry for me, which. I don't care about. I'm fine with. I accepted that like 20 years ago. So like, that's fine. That's the reality of it. But there's people who can't handle that and who that makes them crumble. That makes their, that, and it's not to even say I can handle it. It's maybe that I handle it in a different way of just like um, completely blocking it out. And then some people though, they can take it and channel it in a different way of self, self-loathing. Like creating a really toxic relationship with yourself is what this show does. Yeah. Like it makes you, it makes me hate myself. Like at some points, and then some points makes me love myself. And just by how they're like portraying me, and it's like, oh my god, you guys have the control to portray everyone how you want, and you're choosing to portray people in a way that is going to get them crucified. It, Why would a, you not yeah. stop that? Why it's would you not intervene? Grass. Weird grass. I, they yeah, had. I mean, I'm getting into way too, way too deep of a conversation about. No, this you're now. not. No, I just never thought real. about it before. It's true. The grasp that they have on everyone's mental health, it's it's literally, it's it's kind of the insane. The grasp they have on our mental health in a society where our mental health whole our mental health care system, the whole thing is behind. And is it's so fucked and corrupt, and there is so much discrimination in it. it it's just <sighs> we, I, I, <sighs> <laughs> And it's like, no, oh, I hear, but I know. we're giving them fame and fancy things and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, um, that that doesn't – it does not outweigh the mental health aspect of it. It really doesn't. Look at what – there's so many reality stars across the board that we've seen all over the world, all different countries of reality stars of mental health issues and suicide it's a very well, real I wonder thing. What, I wonder what the statistics are of how much more likely a reality TV star is to kill themselves than the typical person. Yeah, because you don't get really trained for that kind of – you don't get trained for any of that. And they don't help you at all through the process. You get trained as an actor. As an actor and stuff, you're trained for all of this. For us, 
they pluck us up out of wherever the fuck I was, nowhere, middle of nowhere, threw me into Hollywood. Hollywood let me get eaten alive. Luckily, I did it because I got eaten alive in college. So, like, I did learn how to not get eaten alive. But still, like, I don't know anything. I don't, people taking advantage of me left and right, like, oh my gosh, yes, there's so many opportunities that I could have made money on if someone would have told me how to. Like, I could have had more success so I wouldn't have, you know, all of these mental health issues and all of this stress and the financial issues and things like that that come with it. And then people relishing in it, like, okay, whenever I, okay, in the last few years, I've been making like, minimum like 30,000 a month. Now I'm making like $4,000 a month. Do you think anyone cares? No. (laughs) Do you think that I feel sorry for myself? No. Because I'm still like, well, there's something I could do. I don't know how to do it. All the people who made all this money off of me, I'm like, what? Hello, can y'all help me now? Because you guys sure made millions. You guys sure made millions off of me. And like- They leached off you. Yes. And then then they just- then they look the, at the thing next, is that the they, they would ne- they would never never admit that they would never admit it. They, oh, we could have you know done this without you, and 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 your pawn acts and all that, and and what you did, it wasn't you know we didn't need that. It wasn't one hundred percent necessary. Yeah, and I didn't make never thirty thousand a month from the Bachelor. That's not from the Bachelor. That's like from Instagram. I didn't know if that made it sound like they paid me anything. <laughs> I'm damn. They're taking uh, care of you, Demi. Okay. They ain't paying nobody. Well, they might pay. No, 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 no. They did not pay me anything. No, I didn't yeah. know if it sounded like I was saying that. Um, no, no. no I, I mean, think we got I was making. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's just like the general, the the influencer, the reality TV star industry, and then it's like, holy shit, we are expected to do all of this to know how to do all of these things, and it, it, it's like, okay, well, go get a job, and it's like. Do you think I could show my face in the workplace? <laughs> Do you think I, that I, I anybody think wants to work with me? No, I, first of all, being autistic, I'm automatically, I'm like, a, I'm great to work with, but for so long. It depends on when, once you um, activate my nervous system, that's whenever it's no longer fun to work with me. And that's whenever like I get burned out and I like, I just, I have accommodations that I would require that would be a lot to ask of retail store. Like that was my previous job before The Bachelor. Like there's no way in hell if I had my accommodations and presented them to my store, they would meet any of them. Like my accommodations are wild. So, so Demi, you, yeah, you recently, uh, you opened up about being diagnosed with autism and obviously you, you, you speak a lot on mental health. We were just speaking on mental health a lot from the show and the unfortunate, I think kind of side that does come from it. I don't obviously, you know, people like maybe turn a, a blind eye to it, but it does exist. And I commend you for being, you know, so open about that. Uh, but what was that diagnosis like for you? Um, Trip. <laughs> that was so funny. They're bad dogs, I tell you what. They're good dogs, but they're bad. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right, sorry about it's that. It's okay. They're you know, dogs are so interesting. Their personalities like that. Like they really try to fuck with us whenever we really want them to not. They have I know. to. That's, um, that's that's totally true. <laughs> oh yeah. I can relate. That's kind of like the whole essence of my autism profile <laughs> is like <laughs> I a pervasive drive for autonomy. So my finding out I was autistic was. Let me ask like, you this real quick: Was it? Would, did, was, did this come from the show? 
Like this, this yeah. really kind of opened it up for you to no. Okay. No, I will say this. The show gave me the privilege and the resources to get help for it, to get okay. like the show gave me the opportunities, which led to enough money and being in LA to yeah. have enough money to afford the insane uh, process of getting diagnosed. Like a start to start of the process of that. Like it's, it's very expensive mm-hmm. to get diagnosed late. Most People, you cannot get an adult diagnosis because if you try to get diagnosed as an adult and you want to go through your insurance, your insurance, the people who are taking insurance to diagnose adults have a lack of information and are um, in this. A lot of the time they are going by the old, old ways of diagnosing autism. They're going with, we've out, well, that's outdated, baby. We have learned so much and we still autism. We don't know anything about it. We don't know anything about it. It's crazy. Like, it's so understudied, and especially in women, because for a while there, the men decided women didn't get to be autistic. They said, oh, no, that's not in women. And so Mm. still, to this day, there are men who will refuse to believe, doctors, professionals, who will say, I am not autistic because I am a woman. That's bullshit. It's wild. It is so unfair because, uh, like, we're told our whole life. So as women, there's a whole, like, epidemic of these women where we're told our whole lives, like, cause we express our concerns of like, Hey, something's different about me. Like I'm not like fitting in or like I'm constantly fighting with everyone and sabotaging friendships and saying things that I don't mean to say. Like I say something and my heart, me- like I mean something else, but my words come out are, ah, I'm like, Oh my God, no, that's, that's not what I was like. No, all of these things I'm told I'm doing on purpose. These are a choice and I'm making excuses and I need to cut it out, suck it up. You're not, that's not too loud. You're making things up, blah, blah, blah. Traumatized, traumatized, telling me that I'm making all these things up from the time you're a kid. And Mm -hmm. it's not anyone's fault because nobody knew better. I'm not mad at anyone for being, traumatizing me, essentially. I'm not mad because nobody knew better. But we go through our whole lives like this to the point where when we finally become adults, we're like, why do I keep failing at life? Like for me, I'm like, why do I keep sabotaging my friendships? Why am I still miserable? Why am I like so, like I can't figure out what it is about me that like there's something, there's something like I need to know what it is. Okay. So, so when did this all, yeah. When did you find out? Like what eventually like finally led to this? Like being January, 2022, we moved into the, (laughs) we moved into Aquarius. It's the age of awakening, baby. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding about that part. (laughs) That's that's what that's that's what um my friend she's like super into astrology and so a lot of people actually have a, a like if I tell people about this especially autistic women there's so a lot of autistic women are also into astrology and so they're in spirituality so they're like oh my gosh it's the age of awakening like so many autistic women have realized it this month in January that they're autistic and it actually is pretty wild because while I was realizing in January I was like holy shit eight years ago. Eight years ago, I thought I was autistic and I remember, I like remembered that I thought that because I was in college. But the reason I never acted on it is because I just got shut the fuck down. Everyone made fun of me for thinking it. Like nobody took it seriously. Nobody would hear me. And I felt really stupid for ever thinking it. And I shamed myself for it. And I buried it. And I buried it with booze and I buried it with all kinds of distractions. Mm-hmm. And so then after being sober for six months, like I started getting more and more clarity about like things of uh, like experiences of my life. And I was just like, whoa, I like forgot about all this stuff. 
And then I realized it and I was like, holy shit, I remember I thought I was autistic. So then I, I just started Googling, like uh, looking into like a bunch of different research about autism and women and stuff like that. And then I come out to my best friend like after like a day and I'm like, dude, I think that I'm autistic. I totally think I'm autistic. I, I have researched it. I remember that eight years ago, blah, 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 all this stuff. And she goes, girl, have you been on TikTok too much lately? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't watch TikTok. And she was like, there's a whole epidemic of people on TikTok about autism. So then I go to realize that as I am discovering myself that I'm autistic, there are hundreds of women, thousands of women on TikTok discovering that they are autistic at the very same time. Like, it's this that. was an age of awakening, Demi. Damn. I'm like, oh my God, they're having it too? Like, oh, oh. And um, so then I went and got evaluated and uh, this man told me, you have a personality disorder and you are not autistic. Said that you <laughs> weren't. Said, yeah. He said I had social, like, my personality disorder was borderline personality disorder. And okay. social communication disorder. That's what he diagnosed me with. Social communication disorder is autism without a, uh, I think without like the repetition and routine aspect of it, which my repetition, my routine thing that I do, that I always do is my demand avoidance. It never goes away. It's involuntary. So like if somebody argues with me, I will never not say something back no matter what, no matter how bad I wouldn't want to. Uh, my brain, it chooses autonomy. It chooses freedom from external control. So if someone's arguing with me, they are controlling now my perception on that as that either that uh, thing of conversation. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like, no, I need to get like, I need to get my freedom from you back. Like, no, you're not going to tell me what I think. This is like, still how I think. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's all involuntary. Where was I going? Where was, why did I spin off here? No, I mean, no, you were talking about mm -hmm. why the doctor he diagnosed you with. Oh, yeah. Um, he, oh, yeah. He didn't specifically Thank say you. autism, though. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Yeah. So, so that is my repetition and routine. But if you think about it, that's kind of invisible as far as looking for, he said, like, do you go and you drink out of one certain cup for um, every Thursday at 7 a.m.? And is that something like you have things like that? And I was like, absolutely the fuck not. Um, but my repetition and routine that never goes away involuntary all my life. I've always done it is avoid demands, whether they're external, sometimes internal, but like I've always been so combative because I can't, I can't help it. I don't even know what I'm doing yet, but now I can reflect back on my whole life and I see, I can watch the fucking bachelor. I watch paradise and I, I actually have this written on my calendar, write a scientific paper proving how approving PDA, which is the profile of autism. I have proving PDA on bachelor in paradise because PDA isn't even discussed in the States, the type of autism I have, which is so, so distinct PDA pathological demand avoidance. It's so specific. Like I was like fucking bawling my eyes out when I read about this because I was like, ah, ah, that's me. This to me is 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 fascinating. I I honestly I'm I'm, I'm so glad you had had no idea about this. So yeah, please continue. Thank you. I'm really glad that you're interested because it's actually insanity. <laughs> like, um, when I found out about this all, I think what I did, I I was sobbing for a while and then I just started laughing because I was like, it's so ironic. Like my dis my whole disorder, my disability is that. I can't be told what to do. <laughs> like, I, I can't. It, it makes me. So, like, whenever I was a kid, Demi, finish your burger. I would be like, I can't. You hated that. Yeah. 
I'd be like, I can't. And it would be like, no, you're being silly. You finish it. You finish it. Three hours later, and I'm sitting there sobbing. And I'm literally, I'm trying. I'm putting it in my mouth. And my body, it's so real that, like, I'm gagging. My brain is not letting some an external control. It is saying no to that so much that as a child, I'm gagging on the burger. Like, And I'm, like, probably hungry, too. But I'm like, I can't, and I don't oh know God. why. It, like, think about that trauma. So think about all of the people in America that have the same thing as me and mm-hmm. nobody knew better. Nobody knew about it. And so they were raised with being forced and now they're living under trauma and they are dysregulated and they are traumatizing everyone around them and they don't even realize it. Like, and they are hurting. They are probably so broken inside because I was, I was like, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this shit? Like, or why Whoa. can't I do shit? You know? So it's like, awareness of this stuff the uk baby the uk knows about pda there's a north america pda which is a very small group but it's like on their website it says it like makes me emotional it's like welcome to the pda community it's going to be an exciting place to be because it's just hard right now because like people don't understand it but well, Demi, you you are if doing want to. an exceptional job of spreading light on it. And I know I don't have to tell you to to continue doing that because you're making a difference in so many people's lives that uh, probably wouldn't have understood this or had any idea possibly what was going on with them um, if, if you weren't Does doing it, such a good it job. It makes me sound, thank you so much for that. It makes me sound so, uh, oh my God, guys, this is a beautiful example of how, why someone would get diagnosed with a personality disorder because everything that I just said, that sounds like if I couldn't, like now I obviously like it's proven I got diagnosed. I got uh, reevaluated by someone else who knew, who knows modern research. And I got raised, she's amazing. It was a woman I didn't even know. She said um, she specialized in researching autism in five years. That's the first thing I was like, I just got evaluated. And man, this this man told me I have borderline personality disorder, blah, blah. And she, first thing, she was like, that is the most common misdiagnosis for autistic women as number one. Because it is, it, it, look, the way that I'm talking, the, the how excited I am about like what I'm discovering about myself, you know? Like, I'm like, oh my God, like I know what it is. It's autism. But I sound manic. I sound fucking crazy. If I, if you can't, if you don't know what you're talking about and you see, you can, uh, like people who know what I'm talking about, they're like, yes, validate me, like constant validation from professionals who know what I'm talking about. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, I sound fucking crazy. And I know that. So these professionals with this lack of information about autism in women are diagnosing a whole bunch of women with personality disorders. From borderline personality disorder to bipolar personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, which is sociopaths, narcissistic personality disorder, all kinds of things. And then these women are going on to live their lives for 20 years thinking they have a personality disorder and medicating themselves for that because that's what the doctor told them to do. So then now their lives are over or not over, but they're towards the downhill. They're in their 50s and they're mm – go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, not to mention that a lot of women are putting hormones in their bodies for many years for um, birth control, which I'm sure they'll... You know that's not doing doing any good there. Well, yeah, but people, women could possibly be like, oh, that's my birth control messing with me or... Exactly. They will write it off as anything but autism. Yeah. So many different avenues people probably say it is. There's no research. 
Yeah. And you try to answer yourself too, because you, you, you know, you go, oh my God, guys, one of the biggest ones of all, anorexia and autism. The links there are wild because, okay, for anorexia, it's food, autism, obsession with control, rituals, routines, weird about sensory things, weird about foods, textures, women who are saying, I don't want to eat that. They're not, it's not because they want to be skinny. It's because they don't, their body, they can't eat that food because they have a sensory issue with it. Or they have a control aspect of their life. And that's the only way that they can get it in is by controlling that. Or it is completely sensory. Or like for me, I completely forget to eat. I never think like, I never once been like, I'm not going to eat. It's like, my assistants have to put snacks in front of me because they can't say, hey, Demi, do you want a snack? Because that's a demand. And now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want a fucking snack or not. Maybe. I mean, uh, how do I feel? I don't know if I'm <laughs> hungry. I Interoception, autism. It's one of our eight senses, not five, eight. Interoception, knowing your internal senses. I don't feel hunger until hunger is here and I'm about to throw up. You know what I'm Do you know that feeling? I I of like don't. hunger whenever you're like so hungry. Okay, well, it's I don't feel hunger till I'm so hungry I'm about to puke. So all of that time that my body was uh, should have been feeling hunger, yeah. my brain, my brain ignores it. It it passes by the hunger because it's a demand. It's avoiding, and it subconsciously keeps focusing on whatever I'm doing, whatever special interest is going on, and I never feel it. This is completely my atomic autonomic nervous system. So like, this is out of my control completely. And then you've got people like bullying me online, like eat a cheeseburger, you fucking anorexic bitch, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo guys, I I have a disability and it causes me to literally make myself forget to eat because that is a demand and it causes me extreme anxiety. And it's all subconscious. I never think about it. My, My assistants have to put food in front of me without saying anything. So I don't feel the pressure of them telling me to eat because my brain can't handle it. All of it. My consciousness is like talking to them through my brain. And I'm like, literally trick my brain, trick my brain into thinking I won the argument. And you, I know you're right, but just trick my motherfucking brain. Just tell me, Demi, you are so right. And thank you. That is such a good point. And then I will go from 100 to zero. So do you see this level of accommodating I'm asking for in the workplace? People would never, ever want to do that. I shouldn't say never, ever conventionally would never accept that. But this is why what I want in my Instagram bio, I just put it in there. This is what we're talking about when we say a paradigm shift to where people can look at me as not being like someone who has something like what I have pathological demand avoidance, look at the accommodations that I need. And the paradigm shift is not like, Oh my God, accommodating. It's like, how can we make Demi feel safe? Listen, it's all about me you, feeling safe. You're you're saying workplace, you know, issues here and, and what what you could do and and you know what place, you know, you couldn't go back to like a retail job or uh, what you were doing before the show. I, I feel like I'm not, I'm not the first person to maybe tell you this, but it seems like you have obviously an insane understanding and knowledge about this, especially, you know, specifically autism and, and um, being diagnosed with that. You have if you want it, I feel like an insane future in being an advocate for that. I don't know. I was going gonna say to, foundation or something. Found, you found should school, definitely or even medically getting involved. I don't know what schools involved with that. What kind of doctor you got diagnosed with or therapist? But <laughs> you're talking about career options right there. This is like just spilling. I'm out really of you, impressed like. with all these. I'm trying to. I got to write down these words and research them later and shit because I'm slow. No, but, uh, I'm so. <laughs> 
thank you guys seriously dustin that means so much to me that you want to research it later because like nobody uh not not nobody cares but people are really busy and distracted and traumatized and hurt and it's like what i'm saying could help with their hurt because i think that the way we handle pda and autism with this level of like care like specifically pda the accommodation approach the accommodation approach of like how can i just make this other person feel safe if we could apply that aspect of it and think about that in all of our conflicts in life like big issues in life like things that tear families apart and you could take it to where if everyone could just zoom out and look at it objectively by literally looking at them the way their brains work. I know how my brain works. I can explain all of my behavior. And that's why people, especially now, aren't getting along with me, like my friends, because I'm like, if they get frustrated about something, I'm like, guys, I'm really sorry, but I can actually explain exactly why it's happening. And the only thing that I need you to do for it to like go away and everything will be good is you just, we have to accommodate you. We have to negotiate. There has to be a compromise. I can never just do it your way. We have to negotiate and compromise. Well, listen, what, what, what has been the reaction like you sharing this now and being so open with the world, positive, negative, empowering? How, how has that been for you? Validating because income, all of these hundreds and thousands of women who are like same exact thing, like eerily similar stories. But thank you guys for being interested in it. And thank you for encouraging me on it because this kind of stuff that I'm talking about makes a lot of people really uncomfortable and a lot of people don't want to hear it. And a lot of people just shut me down in my personal life. Like on the internet, I have my women and that like I relate to and like they we validate each other and stuff like that. But in my personal life, some of my like closest friends, even they are still trying to, you know, they're being ableist towards me and telling me like, I don't deserve the accommodating. And it's like, it's not that I want the accommodating. I don't want it. I need it to feel safe. This is about me not feeling like I'm about to die. <laughs> like that's how serious it is. My mask that I put on for everyone, it's like very dramatic and I say things so it sounds so dramatic and um, it sounds like it shouldn't be taken seriously because I laugh while I'm saying it, but that's all just part of a mask of a disguise. What I'm really saying, like the actual message, like I feel like I'm going to die, that needs to be taken more seriously because that's actually, my body is actually, and you could measure it with that scanner. I'm in fight or flight mode. I'm in survival mode no, like, and not yeah. so many people. So many people though out there that not even autistic, just dealing with the trauma of World War II and what the effects that did on our grandparents and what that did to our parents and what our parents did to us because of a war. Like everything is connected. We need to zoom out. We are so focused on the, like the problems that like, so you know, so like what someone said Surf, to me. The surface level problems. These boys yes. more deeper. You got to get down and find, find the foundation of all this and... Once you discover that, you could, like you're saying, you 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 understand your brain and you understand you, you're finding the foundation of why you react to certain things or why you are a certain way. So, yeah. Hey, but keep being keep being keep being this voice. Thank you so much. I like to see it in other people too, and I like I want to encourage other people to want to get to know themselves. I don't know how to do that, so you know that would be good advice I could get from y'all, like how to how to encourage people to want to know more about themselves because I think the more awareness you have of your actions, and I. Like the more awareness you have of yourself, you automatically understand and empathize with other people more. Like you automatically like, oh, hey, I'm not going to want to like beat that person's face in with a bat because I know why they're being a dickhead. You know, they probably like I could see these patterns of like they have this insecurity about this or that. And well, it's not about me. 
Yeah. You know, it's so funny you say this. And we all, I, I guarantee everyone has their own mental health issues. Every single person. And it's so, so funny. My girlfriend's always like, why do you keep looking around? Why do you, why do you keep, what, what are you looking at? And it's so funny. I didn't realize that. I thought she was just bugging me. I, me and Peter had dinner last night and he's talking to me and I'm, I guess, doing the same thing. You know, just looking around, just, he's like, are you, are you good? Why are you not focusing on me? Like, and when he said that, it just really hit me that I don't know. I think it's probably stress. I'm probably have a lot of. I, I can probably, t- I can help you out. Are you feeling, are you avoiding eye contact or are you being was vigilant it, looking yeah, for yeah. a threat? Was I avoiding eye contact? I think Actually, I was. Actually, almost like a. Oh, you, vigilant kind of looking for a threat kind of thing. You just were like, I remember noticing it and I'm like, Jesus, I feel like I'm your girlfriend right now. Like asking you like pay attention to me, but I was know, paying attention. I just wasn't locked in. I was like multitasking, like looking at, I don't know. I've always disassociated just, maybe. I don't know. Living in America, I think it's just the trauma of um, in America where you just always have to watch your back no matter what. And well, especially, I mean, so every much day going there's on something I'm, I'm going on. I'm a very vigilant person. I'm constantly on. Yeah. You, you have I'm good like, situational I'm awareness. Like, yeah. I got to see the door. Like I'm, it's because I've been, and also just with the conversation. I always have a plan in my head of worst case scenario. I think it's just a trauma of growing up in the U.S. You never know who's going to do something terrible. Just knowing your surroundings, being safe, and maybe just uh, that mixed in with being stressed with work and stuff. But who knows? I Maybe I need to go talk to a doctor. I mean, it would be... <laughs> That's it. Everyone always tells me, like, Demi, you're not a doctor, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, here's the funny part. You know more than me. The doctors, yeah. they, the doctors, I know more than them about PDA because they've never heard about it. So it's like, yeah, I thought you were talking about like personal display of affection here until you got into it. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) But like, I know more about it than most doctors. And it's like, if we would just stop with this whole, like everyone needs to shut up because they don't know what they're talking about. If they don't have like some official title, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What if you, what you say makes sense and it adds up and it checks out. Why would I not listen to you? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's fine. It's, if it can be proven right, then of course, like I'm on board. Um, I was going to ask you something, Dustin. Why you think it's kind of funny? Like when we we grow up, we get our physicals. We know physically what is wrong with us if we have something wrong with us. If we're lucky enough not to, that's great. But if we do, we we know this from our physicals. You know everything of our anatomy. But mental health, there's not enough knowledge. There's not enough education. We are on, so screwed up in it. And I we're feel given, like, yeah, all these all these vaccines, and it's all for the physical act of there, the body. You know, the yeah, body. yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There's institutions have been actually. There's no more funding for a lot of institutions. So honestly, you see a lot of people with mental health issues on the street, homeless people, because they can't exactly. get help. But if we had oh a God. foundation for people to where every person growing up through school should get it. I'm sure, I'm sure they do get evaluated. I'm not. I, I No, but it's, do, it's but not. It needs to get to a deeper level of knowing what you're going to do with the future. shift of how yeah. we're looking at it and not, not how to get people to obey and be obedient and fall into line. How to, how to meet people's. How to get people to where they can get their needs met, meet their own needs, contribute to a society and like, you know, be whatever the fuck they want to do, whatever they want to do. Who cares? Why do they need to be any way other than what they want to do? My main motherfucking question is why are we not doing like, why does anything else matter? Why would we not be every single day, every single human on this planet be trying to figure out what the fuck we're doing on earth? Why are we here? (laughs) What's going on? Why would we all not be gathered together being like, let's go all figure it out. 
Breach. <laughs> Don't get Dr. us on that. Dr. That's Demi a, right here. That's another thing. I Yeah, we could go all day Imagine on that. Imagine instead of like millions of scientists, it was like every single person in the fucking world was trying to figure it out. Why yeah. are we here? What is the point? What is our purpose? Build a different place. For Elon, sure. I'm asking you, Elon, to go ahead and tell us, like, enter the next level of simulation. We, I need something else happening here because I'm tired of the, we're just all accepting that we're going through a vacuum of space and it's just completely fine. No, guys, we have way too much. We all know too much now. I think we all need to paradigm shift our thinking and we all need to be focusing on what the hell we're doing here. I think you're right. I, honestly, we do have to wrap soon, but while we're on this subject, <laughs> I do think in the next 20 to 30 years, I think we are going to find out. This is what I think. Next 20 or 30 years within this time, we are going to definitely find out that there is another life form out there besides us. I think it's... Oh, wow. We're getting deep. Do you want to know? We are getting deep. I feel like we got... Yeah, I could go too I deep. Think we have I'll to- go too deep. <laughs> I'll go, too deep. I'll go too deep. Once I start talking about biocentrism, it's over. <laughs> no, it's a lot to talk about. I, I quantum quantum mechanics, quantum physics, like hey, bah, we're, everything we're, we look at, we make sense of. We're going to have to have you on for another episode because unfortunately- No, we, fuck we, that. We're going to have to have you come over and have a yeah. 3 a.m. talk and get <laughs> no, deep about shit. We're talking about those 3 a.m. talks. Absolutely. You need to make a trip out to New York. We're going to let you, know, let you know we're in LA, but we got a lot more to uh, to uncover here. Uh, that is for damn This sure. isn't even the surface level. We got to plan this Literally. Asap. Yeah. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get <laughs> wild. It'll, it's going to get weird. But you know what? I think that it'll be – that's like the kind of conversations, those 3M conversations. That's like the world-changing conversations. You dream differently at 3 a.m. You think differently. You see you things differently. Let yeah. me give you a question before we wrap up real quick. I think I've told Peter this before. Let me just go ahead and put it out there with everybody. Okay. So everything that's in the universe has always been in the universe. Your body, the atoms you're made of. Dude, has, this thing, met, oh my God, it got me thinking. I know. My mind right? up. So, it cannot be created nor destroyed. Cannot be decre- So technically, our bodies are billions of years old. We are as old as the universe has been here, correct? So everything that is in the universe Energy has already and matter been. can't be destroyed. Yep. Okay, yeah. here we go. I'm about to blow your mind. Okay. Every crazy thought that you have ever had of a fantasy world, dragons, different dinosaurs... They either have existed already or they are going to exist in the future. Otherwise, how can they be created in this vacuum of a universe if they were in never real? In our thought real? process, yeah. Yes, because like you can't create a face. Like you can't make up a face. Like if you dream someone, you're like, I don't know who that was in my dream. It's someone's face you've seen. You can't just make up a face. Like a dragon, you can't. No one just thought about a dragon one day. <gasps> yeah, it came, it came from somewhere. So that's, yeah. it had to be a thought that transformed that went through someone's brain, someone's mind, their spirit, but it had to either have, it had to already have existed or is not existed yet in the universe. We need need to send her that. That's a TikTok. I think it is a TikTok. It's weird. We'll send that to you. Oh my God. I hope I didn't fuck up everyone's brain. Getting into like whole metaphysics and all that. That's like a deep thinker. Think about that. We'll come back to that. But Demi, this has been... I've had a really good time too. I love that. I love that kind of talk. And I need to get a little more comfortable with it, okay? Here's here's what I want to say. My last thing I want to say is that everyone, you have not truly, truly lived until you have taken something you believe to be 100% true, 100% true, and proven it wrong. Holy shit. That's true. I absolutely love that. Oh my God. 3 a.m. T- chats very soon. I 
did not say that originally. I heard that from uh, some scientists in the same lines along biocentrism whenever I was researching that. That was probably around eight years ago, same time around the autistic realization time eight years ago. And I heard that and it was right after something I believe to be 100% true. I'd proven it wrong because I proved evolution in my sci- in my biology lab because I, I grew antibiotic resistant E. coli. And I was like, holy shit, we are all actually, oh my God. <laughs> Everything- I thought, I believed evolution to be bullshit. Like what? Damn, that, I have not heard that. That's, that was, that's pretty powerful. Oh man! Damn yeah, me. so it could be you could apply it on every level though, like even yeah. a small level of like something you think so, like your opinion on someone. Prove your opinion wrong on someone. Prove yourself to be wrong about someone. It'll change your life. Like you, it's magical. It's a great feeling. Yeah, that's deep. That's very deep. That's super deep. I mean, this has been an absolute pleasure of a conversation. Holy shit! Was not expecting that from the very beginning. We got off and <laughs> we that. Did. It's got right. off the races and then damn that that it was, was perfect. Is it okay? It was Is perfect. It okay, guys? Oh, it's perfect. Hundred percent. Demi, Demi, give your plugs real quick and where people can find you. Plug it away. All right, check out my podcast, Demi Goddess. Uh, it's on all podcast platforms. We have a YouTube that's really fun to watch. Demi Goddess Pod on TikTok, and then my Instagram, Demi underscore underscore Lovato. Demlia on TikTok, D E M L I A. I really wish they were all the same thing, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. We uh, we love coming on your pod too, guys. Check out Demi Goddess. We got an episode Conspiracy coming out Conspiracy theories here next soon. too. Yeah, we could go all day. Yes, we definitely we go three a.m. talks. Day. I love it. All right, bye bye. Right. Thanks, Demi. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music. Our producer is Emma Martins, and our executive producer is Red Yoakum. Our audio engineer is Enrique Inojosa. Subscribe and like or review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. Got questions for us about the show, life, or really whatever? DM at Bachelors in the City Podcast on Instagram for a chance to be a featured third roommate. We'll catch you next time.